phone went flat that time, so I'm not going to join the videos together. This will be part one, part two, part three. All right, this is about the secret world of philosophers, and I've given a few examples already, and um, and I was halfway through one, um, and and then the phone went flat. All right, so what's the next one? Um, I was just about to mention Sister Margaret Mead. I've forgotten her name. Um, yeah, of droughts and flooding rains. Um, whatever her name is, the poet. I, I mentioned her in the previous thing. Judith, right? Judith Lucy. <laughs> you know the poem. But she um, was a 1920s person. She was in the 1920s, and she was an Australian poet. And um, and the secret world of philosophers is what this is all about. And uh, and it's it's this business where. Um, in the public domain, um, you can be judged um, on what you say, um, but you can't be judged on what you think. And I think, and, and my, I, I, I've put forward a hypothesis that um, pretty much everybody doubts, not openly, but secretly. And I think everybody's a philosopher. You know, when I, when I claim to be a philosopher, you know. In, um, and I have a secret world of my own philosophy. And philosopher, you know, to be a philosopher, you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to be wise. Um, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be clever. You don't have to be right. You just have to like the game of sophistry. <laughs> a philosophy, liking wisdom. You know, whether you, uh, to be a philosopher, you just have to like philosophy. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be good at it. And I think just about everyone in the world belongs to a club. Almost everybody in the world. And I think just about... I think everybody in the world who can think is um, an evil philosopher. Um, that's what I've been getting at in the last two episodes. All right, and this is part three. Um, so what was my next example? Judith. Dorothy. Whatever her name is. It's not coming to me now. Uh, I probably got her name wrong in the previous episode. Um, she's the one that um, wrote that poem. I love a sunburnt country, you know. And now what I mean by that is Australia, because we've got droughts and flooding rains, you know. And to live here is quite a pain. Um, that that's how that poem went. Um, but she had another poem. And this is where everyone's evil. Um, and it's called the Negro's Leap. Now it's not called the Negro's Leap. It's called the N-I-G-G-R, apostrophe, apostrophe, yes, no, N-I-G-G-E-R-S, apostrophe, leap, the niggas leap, all right? Um, and that's the name of the poem. Now, it's a protest poem. She is protesting against, um, at that point in time in history, against the fact that Indigenous Australians were massacred. So she wrote this poem about, um, and this was her um, being outraged, if you like, um, protesting against violence against Indigenous Australians. And she called it the Negro's Leap. Now, someone could make a proposition. She was racist herself by calling, by even naming her poem, the Negro's Leap. Negro's Leap. Um, you could, now, here's a proposition. It is racist for anyone who says the word N-I-G-G-E-R, right? Um, and even if it's, it's no excuse to be in a different, you know, a different 
um, time period. It just means that you didn't think it through properly, even in your own time period, and all that sort of thing, all right. Um, so it was wrong even back then. You know, you just, you know, you should have been at the, you should have been in front of the rest of the world in this thinking, or you should have talked to indigenous people and see if they've got any objections to that word. And, um, and you know, this is an enlightened woman in her time, just like John Lennon was enlightened in his time when he wrote, woman is the, in, you know, the nigger, negro of the world. All right, woman is a nigger of the world. I can actually say that because it's just go onto Spotify. It hasn't been banned. There's, you know, if there was a big problem with it, who, why isn't anyone protesting and getting it off? Getting it off Spotify. Woman is a nigger of the world, and he chants it. You know, for about four minutes straight, he just chants that. Um, and um, the point of what he's saying is, do something about it. But the point is, someone could put the proposition forward right now that he was being a racist anyway by even using the word in the title because, yes, we know he was trying to do a, make a feminist point, but you don't have, to make a feminist point, you don't have to make an anti, a racist point, you know? You, you, someone could claim that right now. I could say, yeah, but he was making, he was an anti-racist as well. No, he wasn't. It's just another white man trying to talk about, just desperate to talk about racism, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and using the word N-O-G-G-E-R um, for shock value, which is what he was doing. Even he said that. I was using it for shock value because I was so keen on getting the feminist point. But I'm also anti-racist, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I described that in the previous episode. Right, now, so think about this, think about this. Um, uh, Dorothea McKellar, is that her name? Um, these things slowly come to me. Um, uh, now, the N-words leap, the niggas leap. Now, that's so wrong in, that's even wrong intellectually because Indigenous Australians aren't N-I-G-G-E-R-S, even, even if you're a racist, you know, because they're Indigenous Australians. Um, you know, um, they're not Negroes. Negroes come from, um, you know, Negroes. I'll say Negroes because that's, you know, less um, inflammatory. Um, they come from Africa, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You go on and on. Yeah, but uh, the, the word black has made a comeback, actually. The word negro has made a comeback. Um, because quite a while ago, um, black was a bad word. But now you're kind of forced to say it, you know. I, I just got educated in not saying the word black, you know, not calling people black people. We're all the same. Why would you draw attention to people's colour and all that sort of stuff? And now I'm, uh, black lives matter. And, and I have to identify people by their skin colour for the purposes of... Um, being an activist for Black Lives Matter. You know, I've got to say, you're black and I'm not. You know what I mean? I've got to acknowledge that and all that sort of stuff, recognise it and all that sort of thing, and so on and so forth. So everything's changed again, you know? We tried to, you know, we had this whole coloured period and it was actually a good thing to say coloured people, you know, the coloured people of the world. Um, <laughs> terms, they change. I'm, I'm used to this because I work in disabilities and, I, uh, and um, uh, we used to work in an institution um, for people with disabilities, and um, they were the residents, you know, because they used to be, you know, uh, in a previous time, you know, the spastics and all that sort of stuff, you know, which were actually scientific terms and all that sort of thing, morons and all that sort of stuff, all scientific terms, no negative connotations and all that sort of stuff, but they developed negative connotations, these words, so then we started to call people residents of the institution, you know, um, but then didn't take long before all the kids in the playground in our town were saying, you're a resi, you're a resi, you know, you're a resident. And the word resident started to have negative connotations like the word moron had developed. An idiot. Well, idiot. I think that was just an outsider in Greek. The word idiot, it just means an outsider. 
in Greek, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Half the, you know, every teen girl in Australia practically wants to be an outsider. <laughs> um, all right, you know, like um, Harley Quinn. <laughs> all right. Um, so, you know, and then, so we switched and we started calling them, well, they're clients of our services, you know, they're not residents anymore, they're clients of our services, you know, soon enough in the playground, you're clients, you know, and then someone had a great idea in the public service, let's call them residents. And, you know, this was someone who hadn't been in that period before where residents had become a bad word. And right now, people with intellectual disabilities for, in places where I work at the moment are called customers, customers, you know, of a service. Um, so language, 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 you know. Um, so, you know, I've, uh, because I'm old, I've been through every phase and I've got to say, yeah, and I'm talking to people, you know, 25 years younger than me. Um, anyway, with our customer group and, you know, all the customers in the group homes that we um, service and all that sort of stuff, but in my head I'm saying, yeah, it won't be long before the kids in the playground say, customer, you're a customer. Hello, customer. Yeah, you know. Jack's a customer, you're a customer. You know, we'll have to, and we'll come up with a new word for people with intellectual disabilities, and it might be the word moron. Because, you know, maybe, no, no, that one's, that one's definitely been put, made negative. Residents, why not residents? They're residents of their own home. Same thing with the N word, you know, it's got negative connotations. You know? but the word wog um, has got positive connotations. Where I am in the world, in Melbourne, um, you know, being married to Greeks and all that sort of stuff, it's got positive connotations, you know. Um, oh, it's complicated. Um, anyway, back to the N-word. Okay, so this Australian poet in the 1920s was objecting to um, the massacres, a whole lot of it, it's one of the massacres, um, and white settlers um, drove a mob of indigenous people, maybe, I don't forget what they did, maybe they, you know, so-called stole a sheep, you know, um, and, and drove them off a cliff, you know, and in some sort of grim, um, grim sarcasm, this um, Australian poet, and I'm not quite sure of her name, I'm sure it's Magella, um, Judith, no, it's Judith something, um, um, she's, she wanted to write a poem on, you know, poets use all sorts of devices, and the device she used is to call it the niggers, the niggers Leap. You know, and you can Google that now. It's a, you know, it's a poem, it's an accepted poem, and it's not called the N-Words Leap. Why? You know, are we just, are we still trying to get to that point where we censor the title of that? Or is it important that it's still called that? You know, you can debate that, you know. But the point is, someone could say to you right now, that word, N-I-G-G-E-R, is never acceptable. You know, and the fact that it still exists as the title of a famous John Lennon song on Spotify, widely available everywhere, is a very bad thing. Someone could say that to you. And if in, and they could also say, and that poem by that Australian poet also should be censored because of the title of that poem, even though both these people were activists for the right things, you know? Um, if someone said that to you and you started to argue back, me, at that point in time, you are doing a wrong thing. So what you do is you do it internally. And you say, was John Lennon 
in the context of him using that word so blatantly and obviously and for shock value whilst he's doing the wrong thing. As you have that internal dialogue, or dare I say, an actual dialogue with another person in secret with the door closed so that nobody can record you and then get you sacked from your job, if you have that dialectic debate, whatever you want to call it, um, is that a wrong thing to be doing? You know, having that internal monologue dialogue, whatever you want to call it, or that actual dialogue with one other person, or even a secret philosopher's club where you get to discuss all these bad things and not automatically accept them on face value. Is that a bad thing? And to the extent that it doesn't matter whether it's a bad thing or a good thing, it's going to happen anyway because people are going to do it, including you, I'm sure, whoever you are. When, you know, like, I, I could be a famous rapper and someone could say to me that um, same-sex marriage is a good thing, you know, and I might be a, a rabid anti-racist, and I say, no, same-sex marriage is a bad thing and homosexuals um, should be stoned. You know, there's plenty of rappers, and especially rappers more than rock and rollers, believe it or not. Um, I could explain that, another thing, but, you know, um, LGBT is uh, very acceptable in rock and roll, but very not accepted yeah, with exceptions, of course, in the rap and hip-hop world, right? And yet they're um, white hot on the idea of anti-racism, and yet quite negative about um, LGBTQI+, um, and you know, a hell of a lot of rappers and hip-hop people and all that sort of stuff. You don't see so many um, um, people out of the closet in the rap world as you do in the rock and roll world. Yes, of course you see some. <laughs> We're not on social media here. You know, there are exceptions to rules. The exceptions don't make the rules. All right. So where was I up to? I can't remember. I was talking... Well, this is not about any of those issues. This episode and the previous one and the previous one to that. This is about philosophy itself. And whether the act of philosophy is... Um, if, if you are a philosopher, are you a bad person? You know? Um, and I think you are. And I think everyone's a philosopher, so you're trapped. Um, you know, St. Paul said that. He said, put away your philosophy and just accept what I'm saying. You know, and I think um, to the extent that St. Paul was, you know, an evangelist of his time, um, secular saints these days, because he's a saint, St. Paul, in his time, but he's a bad person in these times, you know. Um, but to the extent that he was a, um, a saint in his time, the secular saint today would say that if someone tells you that to use the word N-word um, openly, in public, um, in debate, you know, in, um, is wrong, you know, uh, and John Lennon was wrong for use it, to use it in the title of his song, Woman is the N-Word of the World, and um, whatever her name is, Judith Lucy, <laughs> it's not her name, um, back in the 1920s, um, was wrong in, uh, when she was protesting against the massacre of Indigenous Australians by driving them off a cliff, women, children, the whole bit, um, and slaughtering them all, when she protested against that, but called her poem, Nigger's Leap, you know, in her mind, grim sarcasm, you know, like they did it deliberately, that's what poets do, you know, um, she's not, they're not, necessarily, they're not necessarily saying what they're saying, and that's the whole idea of poems, everybody's into poetry, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't mean Black Lives Matter, it means Black Lives should matter, it means they don't matter enough or we wouldn't even be talking about it and all that sort of stuff, you know, me too, it doesn't exactly mean me too, 
you know, that everyone's saying me too, it means, uh, you know, you can't, oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, and all that sort of stuff. There's another one too in, the, in, in my newsfeed recently. Um, don't worry, men. Oh, recently, um, yeah, there's been a, there's a whole push on at the moment and a good push um, because it's to do with the B2 movement, but it's the next step on. Um, women are coming out and making allegations, um, as they should. Uh, Brittany Higgins um, was assaulted. Um, I won't use you know, the R word. You know, it's a little bit. Like, now look at it. Now you might say, just say it, rape. You know, and I say, oh, all right, okay. Yeah, there's nuance, you know. Uh, but then again, there might be um, algorithms in these, um, you know, YouTube, evil empire Illuminati YouTube. They might be looking for, um, they might ban this um, episode by misunderstanding it because I use words in conjunction with other words and they might say, you're promoting these things. No, I'm not, you know, but there you go. Um, but the ah word oh yes um so that's a big deal at the moment and what was the headline i was talking looking at ah yes and some men have come back against that now 95 percent of the time when an a woman makes an allegation it's true you know uh, maybe 98 percent of the time maybe 99.5 percent of the time when an allegation is made is true but what's happened as you do um because people are very bad at arguing um you know um, you get one side saying, um, men, are, you know, men are part of the problem. Men are the problem, you know. And then you hear these stupid men saying, oh, not me. <laughs> yeah, all right, we're not talking about you. That's life of Brian again. You know, um, we're all, you're all individuals, said Brian to the crowd. You know, he's like Jesus, you know, Brian. You're all individuals. And one person said, oh, I'm not. <laughs> and by saying that, he was individual. Oh. Anyway, so, um, the headline, uh, I've got to remember what it was. Ah, yes, so what you get is, um, there's a move on at the moment, a sort of push um, to um, sort out this business of um, how much rape happens to women, you know, um, and all that sort of thing, you know. It's not okay, and all that sort of thing. And it's 